cover our bases Face it, you can't erase us Back and forth, watch where it take us Cultural topics and sports, baby, you know we got it Always our response is amazing Our bases covered, yeah Yeah, you know you love it Our thoughts, they be off of the dome First to the second, the topics, they change like the weather Then you know we bringing it home We cover our bases, face it You can't erase us Back and forth, watch how we shine Cultural topics and sports, baby, you know we got it Always our responses be prime Our bases covered, Woo. Yeah, you know you love it No limits to where we can go So do grab a seat Oh no, this ain't MLB But you know it's time for the show All bases covered, my brothers Yeah, you know you love it We get it, yeah, we going in Welcome back to the All Bases Covered podcast We're here on a Monday After a great, great weekend In sports and football Had some instant classics for college football Hello Sunday we got my boy Sam here. We got Josh on the line. And as per usual, our producer is running late. So, you know, that's just. He doesn't want to face his punishment, bro. That's what it is. <laughs> that might be I it, think man. he should that get double punishment now. He should uh, flip-flop me and get the double punishment. <laughs> I think he should just kind of just like pawn off the, 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 the two that you got, Josh, and just like literally just be like, hey, listen, Joe, I'm sorry to let you know, but because he joined late. You got to take my two punishments. That's just the way it is. Wow, triple whammy. Yeah, let's go fishing. Bro. Damn straight. <laughs> I, I, you know, uh, I'm, I'm kind of curious to see what Josh gets. Uh, unfortunately, neither Sam or I uh, paid up on our bets this past. Uh, it, it was just too hectic, man. You know the drive. It's like almost eight hours of driving. But uh, but I do plan on doing Edward Forty Hands, uh, and the slime arrived via Amazon today. So um, the kids will be hitting me up with that one this week. I have to have Shreya film that one. So you're coming to 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 Michigan this week, aren't you? Right? Yeah, yeah. All right, we could pay off on my my my, uh, my debts this weekend. I, I you know what? I think I'm gonna try just for the fuck of it, one of those blazing wings when I come up there. You should. Just one. I'll do one and see and see if it completely wrecks my system. I think you should do all three. You might as well just get it out of the way. No. Nah. Well, I, I'm not the one that's got the blazing wings challenge. That's that, that Sam oh, there. He's the one that's. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> we should just substitute the blade the the blazing <clears throat> the three blazing winds for the one chip challenge and make it that that's for Mike. <laughs> oh no! Fuck that. <laughs> I, I don't think Mike, Mike will uh, taste it. He'll eat it, and then he'll be on fire. Yeah, I might die. He, he would want to uh, die, should yeah. Text, should we text our producer and be like, Josh? No, now that he's this late, he has to take one of Josh's. Not two, maybe one. Let's see. I'm, text, I'm texting him texting him in our group chat. Just he's avoiding the wheel, man. I, well, you know, we all had we've all had to do time on the wheel. We've all spun it multiple times. Uh, I, I don't know, man. This is uh, he's, he's, well. If not, Josh, you're gonna spin your two punches. Yeah. So, well, unless unless we just but like yo yo you you have to spin for Joe then. We gotta let him know. Joe. Joe, yeah, a hundred percent. If Joe doesn't join here in the next. Two minutes. We're spinning for Joe, and, and let him know, and let him know that you're spinning for him too. Okay. Yeah. There's no, there's no putbacksies on this either. So. Oh, zero, zero, zero. By the no, way, just go, Josh, go ahead and just spin. Yeah, go ahead and just spin the wheel of death for me, and see what I get. Now. Or do you want Might Joe well. to go first and see if he? If he take, do you want Joe to go first and see if he takes? You sure? Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Let Joe go first. Yeah, so let's wait. Let's give it a minute or two to see if Joe jumps on it. If not, we're spinning for him. All right. And he's going <laughs> to deal with whatever punishment pops up. By the way, Josh, I, I finished Dahmer. I finished. I finished the series. Oh, nice. That 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 shit was. I mean, it it was a good show, man. But I um. Like the last two episodes, I thought I didn't kind of I didn't really like the way they kind of ended things. I I think they should have ended it. The last episode should have been with the dude escaping and like them finding all the shit and the thing, and then that's how they should have ended it. But I mean, I got no qualms with how they kind of rolled with it. But 
Yeah, um, I think they I wanted know, to tell the whole, the like, whole and full story of it. That's why they had to go yeah. and show, like, hey, he, he did finally get his his day uh, in jail with the, the guy that kills him. So. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was interesting. I also watched the other one that was on the other Dahmer docuseries, which kind of has some of the interviews that that he was doing in person. So that was just kind of weird to actually listen to his real voice and, and all that stuff. But, Why do I feel like um, the 70s and 80s spawned so many serial killers? Like you had Ted Bundy. You had the son of Sam. You had Dahmer. Like Dahmer started in '78. John he was Wayne doing Gacy. it in the '80s, and even in the even in like the '90s. Then you had John Wayne Gacy. You had all these dudes that were all around the same time periods of just fucking killing people. Like, and now I, I mean, there might be serial killers now, but I feel like you don't really hear about serial killers anymore. You don't. Uh, a lot of it is the national news. They would they would kind of tell you. Compared to like now, murders are happening, but they're not being related to other murders. So everybody's got their own little news station. They don't think yeah. of it as a serial killer stuff anymore, like they used to. Yeah. So I mean, hell, I mean, we just now found what the Green River Killer. We just now finally figure out who that was, and oh, uh, I've never heard the guy of that was in. Um. Yeah, that was another one. There was uh, the one in California that just got caught, and he's like 80-something years old now. The, the so, last serial killer I really remember being out there was the BTK killer. That's Yeah, they just caught the BTK killer. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But you're right. No, I mean, you don't see the serial killers him. anymore. Yeah. Um, it's it's With the way technology is and, and the news media – Right now, it's, it's still hard to spawn uh, serial killers anymore. So, yeah. and technology is a lot sure. better, so they're finding people faster. Uh, I mean, you listen to what one of them said with the the interstates. It's so easy for somebody to kill somebody. They they kill somebody in uh, in Cincinnati. They can literally drive up yeah. to Dayton, kill somebody. Drive up to Columbus, kill somebody. Drive up to Cleveland, kill somebody. Drive up to yeah. Detroit, kill somebody. Uh, it's so easy just to drive, get on the highway, go out, find somebody, kill them, and then move on. And if they're doing it state by state, it's hard because these agencies, they don't talk to each other until they're putting in the, the national database. Yeah. I hear you, man. That's all good points, man. Um, Joe said he's running late, so let's spin the wheel for him. We, we, we're about uh, 10 minutes into the show, so let's spin this wheel, and we'll get to uh, some sports. So Joe's going to go first before Josh's double dip. We will see what comes for Joe. Let's see what the wheel gives us. Oh, God. <laughs> Joe got the soup, which means he has to drink can of soup, not heat it up. Just open the can, drink it of either mushroom or tomato soup. That's Joe's why punishment. I get that he, one? He... <laughs> See, that's why I said I want to go first. Oh uh, well, you might still get something easy, Joe. I mean, I mean, I heard, I heard Josh got the soup, not Joe. <laughs> yeah, I All heard right, I got the soup. All right, fine. Let's spin it again. Let's spin it again for Josh then for his second punishment. So Josh got the soup, and let's see what else came for Josh. Don't face Grimlin. Nope. Nope, nope, nope. You got tis the season. You have to walk around the neighborhood in a Christmas in Christmas sweater and stuff and sing and sing Christmas carols. I heard yeah. Joe got that one. <laughs> oh, no, no. All right, we're spinning we the now. third one so. is first. <laughs> All right, fine. Let's see what the third one is. Third one. Third hey, one. listen, he should be able to pick two out of three since he's got to do two fine. and Joe's running late. Fine, fine. Oh, the dog face! <laughs> uh, no, we got to have Joe do the dog face. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Done. 
Oh, yes. yes. I can't wait to see him doing the dog face gremlin. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, Joe's got to do the dog face gremlin. And uh, Josh has Josh, uh, Josh has Tis the Season and Soup. <laughs> I was hoping Joe was going to get the Juggalo. It stopped. It stopped. It, it was like slowing down. I was like, Juggalo, Juggalo, Juggalo. And then it like slowly <laughs> it passed it and went with the fucking dog face. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> oh, all right. Punishment abound. Uh, Friday, can't wait well, to I mean, see Well, I mean, he should be able to do it all got because he can do, a, he can do a sh- the photo shoot with Beyonce and now the dog face. Yes, the dog face. Let, let me let me say this though. Next week, man, we got it brutal as far as as far as picks go. So out is New Orleans and Arizona because that's the Thursday night game, and then we have Buffalo, the Rams, the Vikings, and the Eagles all on bye week next week or for this week. So I, I don't know, man. There might be some really shit helmets to draw. Uh, it, it should be interesting to see. And then uh, week week nine is even worse when we won't be able to pick from Philadelphia or in Houston, and we'll have Cleveland, Dallas, Denver, the Giants, Pittsburgh, and San Francisco all on a bye. So these bye weeks are going to start. I, I feel like more of us are going to start losing uh, with these bye weeks popping up. What well, well, Raggy? Yeah. All right. Gonna be very hey, you know what sucks is that we should have, you know, had some wins under the belt with some favorites, but, you know, now that we have bye weeks coming up, it's going to screw us. Yeah. Well, we all did shitty like the first week, and then and now it's, I don't know, man. We'll, we'll see. Hopefully one of us draws the fucking golden helmet. That's only been drawn once, though, the golden helmet of freedom. And no one's drawn the pick swap helmet yet either. Uh so this is going to be it's going to be interesting to see uh, what comes up this week on Friday when we draw our helmets. But uh, well, yeah, man. apparently um, I'm the only one who likes to uh, to get the the fancy helmets. So I got I got the golden. I mean, you right also now, drew the double, double whammy. So I mean, let's not get cocky here. You also got two of them <laughs> no, at the I'm, same time. I'm, oh, I know. I'm saying I, I'm the only one apparently getting them. I'm uh I got two out of the three so far. Oh, yeah, because you, yeah, you were the first one to draw the golden helmet of freedom. Yep. All right, Joe, you got your punishment. We got your punishment. You have to do the photo shoot dressed as the dog-faced gremlin Rick Steiner. All right. Joe, can, can you hear us? Yeah. Okay. Man, right. don't sound so, so enthused. Jeez. <laughs> it's nothing bad. You just got to do a photo shoot. What you get? Josh, Josh drew the soup and tis the season. So Josh has to drink uh, a whole can of his choice of either tomato or uh, cream of mushroom soup. It can't be heated up. Just got to drink it straight to the dome out of the can. And he has to wear Christmas gear and walk around the neighborhood singing Christmas carols. So that's what he does normally. What's what's different? <laughs> hey, I might just do it on Halloween. That reminds I'm me of that Blink One Eighty Two song. <laughs> well, Halloween on Christmas. It's the other way around. I don't. Yep. Remember that. What but, What are you for uh, I, I, well, Halloween? I'm a Christmas killer. Kids to see to be jolly. <laughs> You fucker. You get to hide behind Halloween. Son of a bitch. Why couldn't you have drawn it in November or something? All right, guys. So uh, we had a crazy weekend of of sports and college football, man. They delivered some fucking classics uh, over the weekend. We had some really, really great games. But that Alabama-Tennessee game was incredible. I don't I don't know if you guys watched that or not. Me me and Sam were up at Trader's World for a little bit. Uh 
pick, uh, uh, watching it a little bit, but then I turned it on when I got home. And, man, there's one point I was like, game's over. It was when Tennessee fumbled the ball and went down 49-42. to 42. I was like, this game's over. Bama's going to end up pulling this out. And lo and behold, fucking Tennessee wins the game, man. That it was that shit was a, that was an excellent game. Um, I don't know, man. Tennessee got two really tough games left. They got Kentucky and Georgia, and they got them in back-to-back weeks. So, you know, if they get past those, they should beat Vanderbilt and South Carolina, but, you know, who knows, upsets happen. But are you guys buying Tennessee as a legit national title threat? After that game, absolutely. I mean, they they conquered the dragon. They slayed the dragon. And they can't say Bryce Young was hurt because he played phenomenal. He played like a Heisman uh, winner he was. He, he played lights out, man. So, I mean, then – the discussion comes back, well, does Bama win with all, all the penalties that they committed? Do they uh, – does Tennessee win uh, without without uh, being the last uh, field goal if he makes that field goal, you know? That defense yeah. gets better, and they don't throw up 52 – they don't allow 52 points. So that would be the question. But I think the biggest test is coming up against Georgia, if they can beat Georgia with that defense. Yeah, I I tend to agree on that. I George is going to be a very tough test. Um, I'm not I'm not sure. And, and the fact that they got to play them right after Kentucky that that's a, which is another tough game. That's it's it's going to be brutal, man. But Alabama also tends to do this every year. They drop it seems one game here or there. Um, they still got another couple tough games left. They still got Mississippi State. They still got Ole Miss, which is at Ole Miss. Um, so I, but this almost feels like if Alabama can run the table, they then go to the SEC championship game, where then maybe they play Georgia or Tennessee again, and and maybe Alabama wins that game and goes on to you know be in the playoff. But I, I don't know, man. Every year this seems to happen with Alabama. They drop a game, you know, and then and then they go on and, and win and win the championship or play for the national title. So I'm not ready to write off Alabama yet, but I, that Ole Miss game is looming on November 12th. That that's going to be a very difficult game, I think, especially going down to Oxford and trying to win that game. So, nah, I, I think they'll handle Ole Miss. Ole Miss, I don't think is all that. They, I think they're going to struggle. Um, okay. But you're right. I mean, I think if I think Bama runs the table, they they win the SEC championship game. They're in. They're going to be in the top four. The, the, here's the problem that I have. Let's say Tennessee does beat. Let's say, or sorry, let's say Georgia does beat Tennessee. Let's say Georgia goes into the the game under the SEC title game undefeated. Okay. So let's say they lose to Bama you know then that Georgia is also going to get into the playoff again and we're once again going to have two SEC teams. And I just – I don't I don't like that. I'm not a fan of that. I know because the same the same thing is not given for the for Ohio State and Michigan. Like, so let's, let's say for, for hypothetical sake, Ohio State and Michigan are both undefeated going into the final game of the year. But because they play in the same division, then one of the teams gets screwed. And what you don't see in the SEC, like Georgia and Alabama never play each other for season hardly. But, like, so, like, Ohio, Ohio State loses to Michigan again this year. Ohio State's only losses to Michigan – Ohio State's not going to get the benefit of the doubt and get into the playoff like we would see with the two losing SEC teams. So I, my question is, Josh or Joe or whoever or Sam or whoever wants to answer, should the Big Ten split up that Ohio State, Penn State, Michigan cluster in the one division and maybe give themselves a better chance at getting two teams into the playoff? <laughs> Well, I think it's all going to be a mute point here come, uh, what, two years when USC and UCLA join? 
Because then yeah. Yeah, them two teams going to be added to that division. Um, so, I mean, well, then it's going to be more like an SEC type of schedule, you know? Also, keep in mind that, uh, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but aren't they planning to move the playoffs to a larger, what is it, 8, 12, or something like that? 12, 15, Not until, 12, what, 2026? 20, okay, but. No, I, mean, you, I thought it was coming up sooner than that. So, no, I think they said the earliest they could do is 2026 right now. Okay. So, okay. I'm just going to oh, yeah. Josh Paul for a minute. So, Josh can bring up teams that are coming in two years, but I can't bring up ones that are coming up in three years. What, what are you talking about? You literally just said that you got a couple teams that are moving over here in the next couple of years, right? Yeah. So, next year we got 23-24. Uh, 24, 25, and 26. So an extra year away, like, I'm just looking one year away. I mean, essentially. The- I, I, I don't think anybody was, was ragging on you for for, uh, for talking about the 12-team college football playoff. I think Josh was just saying that might not happen until 2026. And we still got 23, 23. Five, four, four more years of this current format, and and I actually I think USC UCLA are coming over in 2024. So I I you know I, I don't think he was degrading you for for anything. No one's saying you can't bring that up. I uh, oh I, I definitely think he was degrading him. <laughs> I, I most definitely you. wasn't. No, I, I know you guys. I know you were. I I'm just I was just saying that. I mean, yes, those teams are coming over in 2024. It's not going to be much longer after that that you expand from a four-team to a 12-team playoff. So would you really want to yeah, make right. gigantic moves, um, you know, to try to, you know, hey, let's move this team and this team over so that we have more of a chance and then it's going to get all screwed up again in, in two years later? That's, that's why I said well, so I, I, I think the that them moving Michigan and Ohio State up, I think that's a mute point because it's, yeah. okay. when USC and UCLA comes over, that's going to be a completely different division as far as the Big Ten. So the schedule's going to be changing. Uh, they're going to have better better changed. opponents so in the West. They're not going to be two divisions anymore, Josh. There's not going to oh, be – they're getting rid of division. divisions for – yeah, they're they're get, get rid of the division, so so everybody's going to be like on a round robin schedule basically. So that that's going to be announced in a couple of weeks, the new Big Ten schedule for next year. Uh, but the other thing that's being the other thing that's being talked about is uh, my source has told me about Big Ten expansion, and that it's it, it's been put on the back burner for now, but it is in the thoughts. And Kevin Warren wants to go to twenty four teams, and he wants to have six four team pods that is all regional based. So you would have probably like uh, an Ohio state, a Michigan, a Michigan state, and like an Indiana in one pod. And you would have like a Penn state, Maryland and Rutgers, and maybe um, another team in that pod. But from what I'm hearing, I don't know about PAC 12 expansion, but the thought is that, th- that when the ACC's contract, the TV contract comes due in a few years, that the that Florida State, Miami, Virginia, and Virginia Tech will all become part of the Big Ten. Uh, so right now they're going to get away with divid. They're going to go away from divisions, but the the goal down the line is to go to six six four team odds. So twenty twenty four total teams in the Big Ten. And they're what they're still working on Oregon, Washington. Uh, Cal and somebody else still too, and Stanford. Stanford yeah. just makes this a lot easier, and instead of calling it the Big Ten with twenty-four teams, just call it NCAA <laughs> football <laughs> or the Big. Just call it the Big. Don't even drop the no, Ten. Just call it the Big. I mean, at what point? Like they're expanding so much, it's becoming ridiculous, is what it is, and then. You know, you got 
then you're going to have people that are going to, you know, guarantee you because they're expanding so much, you're going to have more teams that are going to fall to the waistline of not getting an opportunity to be in the playoffs. So people are going to bitch. Then they're going to be like, you know what? Let's go from 12 teams to 18 or to 24. And it, and then we eventually go into the, you know, participation trophy. Congratulations. You played football. So here's your trophy. Uh, and it becomes worse. Right. Well, that's where we're right now. And we're going to cycle back to it, <laughs> essentially. Uh, I mean, what we really need to do, honestly, is, one, get rid of the, this AP polling bullshit. I think every team should be assigned a, a point system for their, uh, you know, based on their rankings from the previous season uh, for their, you know, division. And then when you set up your schedule – you try, you're trying to score the maximum number of fucking points you possibly can. So you want to go against the better teams to score the best, uh, better points. And whoever has the highest goes to the playoffs. Well, we'll see what they – they tend to tweak things every couple of years. They have that committee that kind of talks about it. So we'll, we'll kind of see where it goes. I'm – I'm interested in seeing how the rest of the season plays out. Um, you know, there's still a lot of time left. Um, as of right now, I mean, you can almost pencil in um, – you can almost pencil in, you know, Ohio State. Two, you can I, almost oh, pencil in two SEC teams are going to be in it again. Probably. Probably, you know, who knows? But uh, yeah, that's that's probably not very far off that that you could see what a combination of Georgia, Tennessee, and Alabama if the playoff, and Ohio State and maybe Clemson. Uh, and, so, no, I, I, I think Clem, if Clemson goes undefeated, they're in. Yeah, because uh, you, you're going to have to keep them in. They're undefeated and they're in the in a big conference. And then yeah. whoever the Big Ten champ is, that's who is going to be there. So. I'm not going to pencil in Ohio State yet uh, because Michigan still worries me. I don't know if that as that it should game is is pretty pretty legit. So and they and they took it to Penn State, who's a pretty good team. They took it to them. So yeah. The only well, the only well, thing I well, can say is Penn State doesn't have an offense, so that's the only thing that will go in the Buckeyes' favor. Yeah. All right, guys, so before we go to NFL football, I kind of want to take a break from football for a minute, and I want to talk about this horror film that I've been reading about. Um, I don't know if you guys have heard about it. It's called Terrifier. Was it, a, was it the documentary of Josh's life? No. <laughs> no, no. Damn it. She that listens actually, to this that podcast. That was actually the Jeffrey Dahmer Oh, poor Josh. Poor Josh. Sandstone uh, no. shots over there. Jeez. Love you, Josh, bro. You know what it is. <laughs> hey, I'm not the one who puffed out about going to get some beers because I'm fucking tired. Oh. Oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> Damn, don't yeah. that. Come at me now, bro. I was all Damn. ready. I got, I got approval to go out, and I text Lou, like, hey, you guys still going out for the beer? Sam's tired. Sam, don't want take my to. shit from him. Hey, listen, you should have texted Lou. You should have just texted me. I was, sitting, I was sitting on the, the driveway smoking a joint. <laughs> so you could have just swung by the house. His beer's at the house, bro. That's too far of drive. Lick a nut. <laughs> All right, Lou. You know about this horror movie? This horror movie? What? This horror movie. Yeah, Terrifier 2. Terrifier oh, yeah. 2. Uh, Joe's is mom like, does is Dallas. Like, what's that? What Joe's that? mom does Dallas. That's what it's all about. Wow. Josh, Josh has watched that movie like 30 times. Six bucks. Um, <laughs> no, I watched Louie's mom 30 times. Oh, God. Anyway, all right. Anyway. Uh, okay. Tell us about this movie, Lou. Terrifier 2. Terrifier 2, which is what this fucking show is turning into at this very moment, uh, is a new slasher film where apparently, and vomit, 
in the theater. Now, there's been several Twitter uh things out there showing people like with the EMTs, you know, where a dude literally passed out in the theater and the EMTs had to come check on him. And now, now one of the producers of the film has, has now uh, they've been asked to provide a disclaimer about graphic violence uh, before the movie. Uh, this movie is playing in 700 uh, at 700 screens uh, it's already earned $5 million or so, which is more than its budget of like $700,000. Uh, so it's, it's doing pretty good. This word of mouth is getting around almost like kind of like a Blair Witch project. But I, I don't know, man. Like, I don't have a strong stomach, dude. Like, I, I don't have a strong stomach. And I feel like I don't think I could watch this movie if people are legit throwing up and passing out in the movie theater. Um. I'll be honest with you. I'm going to have to see this movie because I'm calling bullshit. I'm calling bullshit <laughs> because I'm sorry. Well, actually, I take that back. Maybe it's not bullshit because society has become such a fucking pussyfied that, I mean, there's a chance that. But, I mean, hell, I, just by reading the review of uh, it saying a girl gets hung upside down and her boobs are out, I might go see it just for the fun of it. Holy shit. So, Louis, I think you need to find this some... and put it on Plex for me. I, well, I will when it comes out, but the, let me read some of the tweets that have come out about this. This is a bunch of people tweeting about this movie. Anthony Knight. So, I um, just got done watching Terrifier 2, and yeah, this is the most disturbing movie I've ever seen. Like, the shit is on a different type of level of sadistic. We were so stunned that we couldn't speak after it ended. From... Single hot Latina. Round two of Terrifier 2 tonight. Men's bathroom closest to the auditorium that just showed Terrifier 2 had vomit in every stall. Almost almost sold out in the second showing. I'd, I'd estimate maybe four or five seats remain, including the very front row closest to the screen. Um, Which, hold on. Terrifier 2. What was the name of that? Oh, name? It says Effin Rascal at Single Hot Latina. <laughs> yeah. So you can tell they are a viable movie critic. <laughs> Bergenator 92, Terrifier 2 will have some of the most heinous, sickening murders ever conjured up by human imagination and then have scenes uh, that make you feel like laughing within the five-minute window. Um, Wait, is it know, because man. of the gore? Is it because of the gore? Is it because it's genuinely just scary? No, not because it's genuinely scary. It's like just it's, it's super fucking. It's like gore porn. I, I mean, but I mean, Saw was pretty. All the Saws were pretty bad too, weren't they? Technically, yeah. yeah I, bad. I, I think all the Saws were pretty bad. That they have tagged here that says this scene in Terrifier Two is the most unbelievable shit I've ever seen, and then it goes on to say this is a scene in Terrifier Two when I knew I was about to cry and throw up, and that is from Nate Dog One Thousand. It, it, it sounds it sounds a lot of like a lot of gas. Do 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 Nate Dog. Do 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 do. But yeah, no, I, don't know, I mean, man. Like, yeah, I'm I mean, there's, there's other movies shit, out like, there that have have showed sadistic stuff. So yeah. I mean, I, I think the I think Joe's I mean, right on this. Just, the human centipede, human centipede's got to be up there. Dude, human centipede oh, yeah. fucked yeah. up. Cannibal well, Corpse or something like that. One of those movies. Well, I mean, just if you look at it, depending on the time frame, I mean, hell, when the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre came out, uh, people were actually having heart attacks, and you know, but that was also because you're talking about a time period where they hadn't seen that kind of shit before. Like, yeah. You know, I don't know. Like I said, I'm still kind of, I mean, I'm down. If anybody wants to go see it, let's go, and uh, I'll tell you if it's bullshit or not. I, I, I'm telling you now, I won't watch it because I, I don't have a strong stomach for shit. Like, I, I fucking get grossed out pretty fucking, like, I, I don't have a strong, a strong stomach. What's that? I've seen some of the girls you used to date. You've got a strong stomach. Well, I'm sure, Joe. All the girls. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one, Joe. I'll give you that one. <laughs> Thank you, Sam. Thank you. Meanwhile, Joe's fucking pulling on his pud. To the same, to the same shit. So. Hey, while I'm watching Terrifier 2, okay? Like, I'm pulling a Pee Wee Herman here. Oh, my God. All right, guys. So, um, 
I was going to say, I mean, you know, it sounds like it, it might be something worth just checking out because of the hype. But then again, we can all just wait until you throw it up on Plex as well, right? <laughs> should it be a, become a punishment? Watch Terrifier 2? <laughs> nah, I don't think it's worth it. Because, no, like, that. for a guy, like, for people that don't don't care for the gore, like, it doesn't bother them whatsoever. I, it doesn't bother me. Yeah. So, uh, it's Why really not a punishment, then, right? Yeah. Sure. Why is this on Peacock? Halloween, uh, Halloween Ends is on Peacock. Why isn't this on Peacock, damn it? Well, because I don't, it's not out yet for me. It's not out on streaming. It had a limited release in theaters, but I, I don't have it out. Yeah, when you get it up on Plex, we could all check it out if you want. Yeah. And then give yeah, our. Yeah, our, our, uh, and definitely have to. I mean. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. I say we check this out because I'm calling bullshit. All right. All right. So we got about, let me see how much time we got here. We got about 23 minutes left. Let's talk a little bit. NFL first. Uh, you got a, we had a lot to talk about. There's just like so much shit going on. Uh, but let's talk a little NFL. How about them J E T S Jets Jets Jets? Let's go, baby. Let's go. Hey, just so you guys know, I did try to pick them as a sleeper playoff team if Zach Wilson stayed healthy. Well, I, I mean, they were saying that. that this year, it, like the, the Jets were kind of sort of making the trajectory in the direction the Bengals had, you know, a couple years ago. I mean, I'm not one to, you know, say good things about the Jets, but I was like, damn. They they took it to the Packers. They beat them in every every aspect of that game. Oh, yeah. They did. They did. And now they they got, I mean, their schedule, they got Denver, they got New England, Buffalo, and then New England again. So we're kind of see where they're, they're at over these next four games. But I'll tell you what, that Bengals thrashing of them is looking better and better and better. So, uh, uh, you know. This well, is, that, that was also against a Joe Flacco Jets, too. So don't forget that. You're right. That's true. And, and Brees Hall hadn't really broken out the way he kind of did in the last yeah. two games, Correct. right? Yeah. Well, yeah, Brees Hall is – Man, I mean, I don't think – he only caught two catches for five balls in the game against the Packers, but he ran the ball 20 times for 100. He, yo, he's he's definitely a workhorse. He's like a yeah. full three-down guy. I mean, really – I mean, so is Ken Walker for that matter, right? Ken Walker too, but the Jets could lean on – honestly, the Jets don't even have to have Zach Wilson throw the ball more than 20 times a game. They could go Mark Sanchez style. And See, this is exactly what I want to go away from, right? So what you're telling me is exactly what I feel like the Jets are kind of doing. They babied the hell out of Sanchez. They had Sean Green and and, uh, uh, Thomas Jones run roughshod over the rest of the NFL. And, and, you know, guess what? He ended up being a terrible fucking quarterback. He learned nothing in the five years he was there. um, Always a terrible fucking quarterback. I mean, listen, but you know what? If you let him give it, give him a chance to air it out. I want to see. Zach Wilson have a three touchdown game, uh, you know, a, a two touchdown game and one rushing touchdown, maybe even for that matter, right? I gotta yeah. see that before I believe in him as as my quarterback. I still believe because the team is well put, defense is good, corner corners are awesome. Yeah. Jeff Gardner is lighting up the, every receiver that he that he's catching, you know, and we're doing good on pressure. Quentin Williams is is panning out on the front line, so we have a lot of good things going for us. But at the same time, like, we have to make sure that our quarterback can, can throw the 60-yard bombs that we want him to, right? Yeah. Well, that AFC lease is now looking like a monster for years. For years, the AFC East was just the Patriots because the Dolphins, the Jets, and the Bills all stunk. Now all of them are looking good, right? The Dolphins are relatively good, right? Uh, yep. Jets are relatively good, and the Bills look freaking amazing, dude. Well, honestly, the Dolphins looked great until all the fucking injuries hit them. True. Very true. Very true. But, you know, speaking of the Patriots, do they have a quarterback controversy? No, Bailey's the dude, bro. I I think you called it, like, day one. Bailey is the dude. I I was telling you pre-draft that I like this kid, Bailey Zapp. I liked him a lot. And a lot of the the downer on him was that, oh, he – didn't play at a big school. He he only played at Western Kentucky, and he, you know, that's why he put up big stats. There's a ton of fucking quarterbacks 
that are starting in the NFL that didn't play at a Power 5 school. One of them is Josh Allen, who played at Wyoming. And Bailey Zapp, in his year at Western Kentucky, this dude threw for almost 6,000 yards. And he he was so accurate, too. Yeah, he completed almost 70% of his passes, and he threw 62 touchdowns to 11 interceptions. And I get it. He played in Conference USA. Fine. Fine. Zach Wilson, BYU player. Okay? Zach Wilson played at BYU, which is not a Power 5 school. Uh, Carson Wentz, North Dakota State. Uh, You know, there's a lot of these guys out there. Uh, Derek Carr, Fresno State. Uh, you know, there's so many of these players that are starting in the NFL that did not play at a Power 5 school. And so I don't think that matters all that much. Uh, you know, you can talk about level of competition, but Ben Roethlisberger, he played at Miami of Ohio. So, uh, you know, it's not always – it doesn't always translate. You, you've, I've seen guys that played at big-time schools that fucking suck. So, you know, it's, I mean, maybe it's, it's, maybe the NFL is maybe the NFL is f- finally figuring that out. Like, hey, we do need to search far and wide for quarterbacks because we've had so many busts from these big schools. So yeah. you, you go through all the drafts and, and all these quarterbacks that are coming from big schools that we all think are going to be great Hall of Famers and they come out and be busts all the time. So maybe the right. NFL is finally figuring that out. Maybe we got to go look at some of these smaller schools. We might find a better quarterback. You know, I mean, look at Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton was not a great quarterback, but he was a solid starter for years for Cincinnati. He played at TCU, and I believe he was at TCU before TCU was in the Big 12. I think he was at TCU when TCU was still in the Mountain West Conference. So Dalton was a great was not a great, I'm sorry, Dalton was a reliable starter in Cincinnati for about eight years. And now he's a good spot starter. He's a guy that if you have him on your team and you're like, hey, we got to roll with Andy Dalton for four games, you know, while our starter is injured, you feel pretty good about what you Oh, he's a great plug and play. Yeah, exactly, exactly. He's, you know, and so there's just, I don't know, man. I, you, you know, we've seen a lot of USC quarterbacks flame out. We've seen a lot of quarterbacks from other big-time schools like Texas not, ma- not make it. And so, uh, you know, I, I was a big fan of Bailey Zapp, especially considering this quarterback class, which I thought was especially weak, that I was not a huge fan of. I was like, give this dude a shot. He reminded me of, of Drew Brees. And I, Sam, I think I told you that. I said, uh, this kid, Billy Zapp, has some Drew Brees in him. He's extremely accurate. He's not the biggest guy. He's only about six foot one, six foot two, uh, but he's super. But his game accurate. is purely predicated on, uh, on, on like accuracy and, and athletic being yeah. relatively athletic, right? And, and what he did, the Browns defense is not a bunch of slubs, right? The Browns defense is pretty good. And he torched the Browns for 309 yards and two touchdowns. He, he's he's good, man. I really like. I I was wrong about when you. I was just when you had first said it. I was just like, who is this fucking retard? And then, and then I was just like, oh wow. Then I started looking at the numbers. I was like, oh wow. Well, it'll be uh, it'll be interesting to see, man, what he does. Um, I, I don't know, man. If he keeps but playing this way, the, the way job? he is, you I, think he's going to take the job? Well, I, I think mean, so. Mac Jones hasn't looked that impressive, right? Like Mac Jones in the games he's played this year hasn't looked overly impressive. In fact, he played against Miami the first game, and he was fucking awful. He was he was. 21 of 30 for 213 yards, a touchdown, and an interception. And he had a QBR of 8.1. So, I just – I don't know, man. Mac Jones, we'll see. We'll see what he does. We'll see if he can come back from it. But I I, I don't know, man. And and you know what, though? The the Patriots are sitting here looking like, all right, Bailey Zapp falls out, and we still feel like Mac Jones is the guy. I'll trade Bailey Zapp to a QB needy team. Maybe we can get a first or second round pick on. Who knows? So we'll see what happens there. Uh, Bengals, uh, 
Josh Joe. They they looked like they were kind of not there defensively, but they were able to to get a win uh, against the Saints on the road in a tough place to play. Uh, but really, I I know it's the NFL. I feel like the Bengals should have won this game by like nine or ten points, considering that the Saints had a bunch of guys that were bagging groceries three days ago playing wide receiver. Um, and we couldn't stop their run game. The Between Kamara and Taysom Hill and Mark Ingram, they were just running the ball all over us. And I, we really we kind of adjusted to it later, but that was kind of disheartening to see, that, that Dalton was picking us apart on third down and we couldn't stop the run. No, and I agree. Like, uh, Okay. Uh, Go, Joe. Uh, the Saints front line was getting a heavy push on our defense. So I mean, and I mean, you, I mean, let's just be real. Kamara, Kamara is a solid running back to begin with, and then you add that they were pushing us back and and open up the holes, and I mean, and off he went to the races. Um, you know, so we definitely have to. I think it comes down to our. And I know our offensive play calling is rough. Like, I'd like to see that improve. But also the defensive schemes need to get a little bit better. I mean, uh, there were a lot of uh, three-man, you know, three-man press up there where it's like, really? They're they're running the ball, so you only got three guys on the line? Like, what the hell are you doing? Or Josh, Sam? Yeah, I'm here. No, I I mean, I would say – New Orleans is kind of that weird team um, because, A, you, you pretty much got a three-headed running back uh, committee there. You got Kamara. He's a power runner. He can catch out of the backfield. Um, then you have Mark Ingram, who's pretty much straightforward. Again, can catch out of the backfield if needed, but you're going to get pretty much straightforward yeah. with him. And then you got Tyson Hill. You don't know what that kid's going to do when he's on the field. Yeah, he's a run? complete gadget. It, He's a complete yeah. guy. Yeah. Is he like, going to throw the ball? What's he going to do? And we've seen him run a few times. It seemed like the Bengals in the second half got got to him a few few different times. Uh, but then he barely missed that bomb that he threw. Uh, yeah. It was well covered by uh, Mbukwe. So I think that with the Bengals, DJ Reader is a huge loss right there in the middle to help stop that run. I think when he gets back, that's going to help the Bengals with their run defense. Um, so, yeah, they struggled on, the, on stopping the run. At least they came up when it counted at that last, uh, the last drive to try to take the lead with three minutes left. Uh, I think if they wouldn't have stopped them in that first time, New Orleans would have ran the clock out and won. But luckily we got the okay. stop. Yeah. I uh, I don't know, man. I think the Bengals now, they got a couple very winnable games coming up. They got Atlanta. They got Cleveland. They got Carolina. I, I think, you know, if we're sitting there six and three or so, seven and three going into the bye, I think I think we're Shit. good. Is Atlanta, is Atlanta now a given win? Man, it's they not just that freaking San Francisco. You're right, and they're three and three and tied for first place in their division. And they were beating New Orleans until New Orleans came back and, and beat them. Yeah, and they, I think so they're they only not, they're lost. Not a, the they're practice. not a bad team. No, I don't. I don't. I don't think they're a bad team. But we should still beat them. If, if Cleveland and Seattle can beat Atlanta, then or I'm sorry, they beat Seattle and Cleveland. I'm sorry, they lost to Tampa Bay, the Rams, and the Saints. But we we should be able to beat the Falcons, especially at home. At home, this game, you know, they're not going to beat you deep, and we just have to stop the run and say, all right, Mariota, Mariota if, you, if you want to beat us, you have to throw for like 200-plus yards, and I don't think he's capable of doing it. He's definitely not capable of doing it, but the problem is that they have a bunch – their run game is actually pretty good. Yeah. They've kind of sort of gotten a, a, a gadget O-line uh, where they can get some sort of, you know, efficiency out of their running back, whoever it is. Yeah. Um, we got about 10 minutes to go, guys. Um, I, uh, 
I saw this preview, um, and I wanted to talk about this TV show. And there's, God, we had so much to talk about. We're just not going to get to it all today, and that's fine. Uh, we, we can try to cover some of it on Friday. Uh, but have you guys seen the preview for the Tulsa Kings, which is a new Taylor Sheridan uh, show, which Taylor Sheridan did, like, Yellowstone and Mayor of Kingstown. They have both great shows. But Tulsa King uh, is also – it was created – by Taylor Sheridan and Terrence Winter. Terrence Winter, uh, you might recall, was one of the creators of The Sopranos. So, uh, basically, Sylvester Stallone plays Dwight the General Manfredi, uh, who's a New York Mafia capo who was released from prison after 25 years. Um, I, I, I don't, I can't buy Sylvester Stallone as a Mafia capo, man. I know he's Italian and shit, but I, I, I don't buy. He's him. never really played a role like that before, has he? And if he has, it's been in kind of like a comedic sense. I think, like maybe like Get Shorty. I think was it, wasn't he in there? Or was that John Travolta? No, that was John Travolta. I'm gonna have to defer to Joe on that one. This guy, John Travolta. I think that was, I think it was John Travolta too. So, yeah, I know. Like, yeah, because you because you remember they uh they did like a three series. And then that's when one of the uh, two short was with The Rock. The Rock came in. Oh, and that right. Too. Right. Yeah. yeah okay. you know, that's right. I love you. Yeah. Is that your fake limited? Fake limited Sylvester Stallone, Joe? That's your that's fake that's limited. my very half ass. <laughs> It's a great fake limited semester slot. All you can do is mumble of that. I used to be a mafia, but now I'm a mafia guy. You know, I I, uh, I, I fought in Vietnam, and now I'm a mafia guy. Isn't like Stallone like seventy five years old? How old is this? Yeah, he's he's bro, he's old man. So he's gonna play the Godfather. You come to see me, Stallone. I'm here with my daughter's wedding. Jesus Christ, he is 76 years old, man. Like, and he's I, still with all three of our asses. Like, I'm sorry. He's almost as old as our president. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, let's be let's be fair, man. Our president is probably 86 years old in, in his mind, but his birth certificate probably. says otherwise. Yeah. Well, that's Dude, what Sylvester Stallone's like. I might be 76, but into my mind, I am 33 years old. I'm still playing Cliffhanger, goddammit. Right. I'm still playing Rocky. Hey. Yeah, he's still, and, he's, and he's got a prequel to, uh, or a sequel to Demolition Man in the works. Oh, my God. Dude, there, there, was, a re- there was a recent picture of, of Arnold and Sylvester Stallone at the hospital. They ran into each other, doing, and they were both getting, like, labrum surgery. And they look so old, it's like... Disgusting. Yeah, because Schwarzenegger, Schwarzenegger is fucking how how old is this motherfucker now? He's got to be in the seventies as well. I he's in the seventies the too. Shit. They're both in their seventies. Yeah, he's seventy five, man. There you go. They're a year apart. Stallone's seventy six and he's seventy five, man. Like, stop doing action movies, guys. Play fucking grandpas or something. Like, I don't know. You you're not fucking. They should be both doing gra- bad grandpa like seven. Yeah, like, dude, or I, I don't know, like, it's just not believable. I, I don't believe Stallone as a mafia dude in the first place, and then let alone you tack on his age to it, and he's 76, well, he's going to fucking gum a guy to death? Like, oh. you know, like... I, I would say I, it's believable depending on his role, which character he plays. Like, if he plays the muscle, it's like, really? Really, the mafia couldn't afford anybody younger? Like... Well, I, from what they I, couldn't find anybody else but a 75-year-old couple. Right, yeah. yeah, but, I mean, if you look at most ma- mafia guy, like, head guys, they're all older, 60, 70 years old anyway. So, I mean, it, it only kind yeah, of makes sense. but those guys are sending out younger guys to do their shit. They're not going out to Tulsa, Oklahoma themselves. Exactly. That's and true. Stallone, I saw in the trailer where he's, like, punching a dude and, like, demanding the money or something. Yeah, like he's that. not doing the – no. these guys, these older guys, they're not doing the legwork at that point. They're, they're pointing. 
What are you talking about? Sylvester Stallone just made a freaking superhero movie, and he ended up being being the bad guy in it the whole time. Who? What superhero movies? The Samaritan? It's on, uh, yeah, The Samaritan. I didn't even watch it. I just saw ads for it, though. That looks like Boy, shit. I have it on Slack, but I didn't. Oh, shit. I yeah, it, look, it looks terrible. <laughs> wow. It was it was wow. all right. It was it was a decent what? movie. Well, I wouldn't know. I I'm not going to go watch it now because I know who the villain is. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler alert. Sorry. Sorry, Spoiler Jeff. Alert. I gave it all away, <laughs> goddammit. <laughs> I you know we're not, I don't even know if the Yankees have started or if that game's still in delay. I wanted to talk about that potential game five, but that that almost looks yeah it's still delayed. That might that game might be played tomorrow, so we're not going to get to that at all. Um, did you uh, fuck, man? Did, just... did you see the commentary from Chris Collinsworth on the Sunday night football game? I saw something about Dickinson down the throat. Yeah, so, and, and just proves Collinsworth just spouts off some shit. He said, how about a little taste of Landon Dickerson coming right down your throat? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's almost like Troy Aikman telling the NFL to, to take the dresses off and then half of America is oh, yeah. pissed off. Thank you, I mean, technically, they should probably be taking the little dresses off. I mean, I would definitely say Troy Aikman should be proud if only half of the United States was was pissed off. I mean, shit. You say one little thing and you piss off pretty much three-quarters of the country. Well, I mean, I think they what they were trying to do is get ESPN to fire them. That's what they were trying really? to do. That's Donald comment. Almost like the fucking tennis uh, commentator who talked about Serena Williams' style of play, and he said it's a, a gorilla style of play, and it was a term that's been used before to describe tennis players like charging the net. But because he used that phrase and Serena Williams happens to be black, he was fired for it. Very nice. Very nice. Go, yeah. go figure. It's America. Uh, it's like that guy that – it's like that Chinese guy named Robert Robert E. Lee that wasn't allowed to do a, a game because of his name because of the whole Charlottesville thing. Why well, so, didn't hear oh, about we this? Oh, can't have you here. Yeah, there's a Chinese guy named Robert E. Lee, and they wouldn't let him they wouldn't let him do one of the games uh, because of his name, Robert E. Lee, because the whole Charlottesville thing because it happened like right after it. And they made up some story that he, oh, no, we wanted him to do something else. I'm like, no, you did that shit on purpose. I mean, he's Asian. His last name's Lee. Like, let, yeah. An Asian with the last name of Lee is like a white dude with the last name of Smith or a black dude with the last name of Jones. It's fucking common. It's everywhere. Exactly. But It was just the uh, Robert, uh, Robert Lee. That's why. Uh, as... As we got a, like as we got forty seconds uh, or sorry forty seconds left in the show, I do want to give a shout out to our fans who have been supporting us. Uh, Friday's show is now at eight thousand downloads, so thank you very much for listening. Uh, trying to get some more sponsors, trying to get some more guests on the show. Still been working that uh, some angles there, uh, but thank you for downloading and listening. We're trying to bring some new content. By the way, guys, I didn't get to bring it up. I think we should have another bracket. But we, we, we're going to have to brainstorm and see what this bracket's going to be about. But I think we should do another bracket. Uh, it's been a while since we've done a bracket, yeah? Yeah, it's been a while since we've done a bracket. Uh, maybe bring back some, some other things. I think, Sam, you got to do a chronic corner this Friday. So I'm in. I'm in. I'm ready. Uh, but it's been a good show here on Friday. Uh, now that this show's about to be over, I do want to point out that Josh and I in our fantasy football league is, are running away with Division as we're both four and one, looking at probably being five and one after after tonight is over. And uh, Louis, who's your we'll one off to? Fair... Fuck you, Joe. Fuck you, or Josh. Fuck you, Josh. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> no, because I'm reading. I'm looking at Josh's name, and his is Joven nineteen. 
And so I, that's why I said fuck you, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, uh, it's we're running away with the division. And uh, it's, uh, I don't know, man. We're, we'll see how things play out the rest of the year. But uh, so far, so good on uh, on both our teams. So, But uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. I uh, appreciate it, guys. Uh, we'll be back on Friday. We will find out on Friday who our teams are and who's going to have to spin the wheel of death. So thanks, everybody. Enjoy the rest of your evening. Buds for you. We cover Let's all bases, bases. You can't erase us. Back and forth, watch where it takes us. Cultural topics and sports, baby, you know we got it. Always our response is amazing. All bases covered. Yeah, yeah, you know you love it. Our thoughts, they be off with a dome. First to the second, the topics, they change like the weather. Then you know we bringing it home. We cover all bases, face it. You can't erase us. Back and forth, watch how we shine. Cultural topics and sports.